Hello everybody and welcome to the Sports News Weekly Podcast. I'm your host Alex Adams and this week we have a jam-packed episode full of NFL, NBA, and NCAA. So let's hop right into the news. First off, we have a request from one of our listeners. Um, Her name is Bree Moore. It's actually my girlfriend. Um, If you want, you can follow her Instagram at Brianna underscore M 2005. She has requested that we discuss the Golden State Warriors, who happen to be her favorite team. Um, I have a feeling I know why she wants me to discuss this topic. Um, And believe me, we will be getting into that. That was actually already going to be talked about today, but um, we will discuss that here in a minute after we discuss the team as a whole. Now, the Warriors have had a pretty mediocre season, I would say. Um, They're currently under 500, currently 11th in the Western Conference, so they are out of even the play-in right now, which is hard to see for a team that won, that recently won the championship and has been to multiple in the past decade, in the past half decade. Um, But they've really just gotten to where they are just not playing well anymore. Um, Clay is still, Clay is averaging 30 minutes, only putting up 16 points, almost 17 points. Uh, he used to be in the 20, 22, 24 range. Uh, So he has fallen off very much. His defense is not where it used to be. Um, it seems like that second torn ACL that he suffered in the, the 19 finals was really coming back on him. Um, Andrew Wiggins has regressed heavily, um, he was traded to Golden State from Minnesota a couple years back, and they molded him into being this hybrid wing who could shoot, play defense, and he really didn't do any of that in Minnesota where he was kind of lackadaisical and didn't really care. Um, seems like he has kind of reverted back to that form, um, only making 30% of his threes. His field goal percentage isn't very high for some for someone who makes 48% of his twos, you'd like to see that three-point shot, 35, 36%. Uh, Clay's is still 37%, but when he was, you know, the Clay of old, he would make regularly 42, 43% on his threes. Um, Curry's still doing Curry things. I mean, he's the engine that makes Golden State run. 28 points per game, just absolutely crazy numbers from Steph. I mean, there was a stretch in the beginning of the season where he was Golden State's leading scorer the first 10, 15 games. Um, so he's still doing Curry things. Went up 42, 30, 30, 42 a night. Um, and then, but the thing that we all, and the Chris Paul trade as well, talk about that for a second, uh, came over um, from Washington, and the trade that sent Bradley Beal to Phoenix, and then Washington rerouted Chris Paul to Golden State. Uh, Paul hasn't played horribly, he's kind of doing what 
He's a little bit lower than his average is usually, uh, 8.5 points, but his average, but his assists are seven and a half. So he's he's not the Chris Paul of old, but he's still pretty. De- he's still he's a good bench guy coming off the bench for him. Um, he's a good one to run their second unit, as everyone thought he would be. Um, seems like the thing that's hurting the Warriors right now is just their offense has fallen off a cliff. Um, they are averaging 115.9 points, which, you know, seems, it, it's reasonably, all, it's, it's all right. Um, I'll say for what it is, it's not great, but it's, it's all right. But it's not the Warriors of old when Clay and Curry would combine that to get 65, 70 points a night. And they would score 120, 122 points a game. Um, their defense is, you know, slightly, slightly regressed, but it's more so their offense that um, kind of used to carry them. Um, but that offense has kind of dried up as the team has gotten older. Uh, they haven't really drafted well around their stars. Um, they try to do a build for the future while still competing, so they chose Moses Moody and Trey Jackson Davis in the first round of the past couple drafts, but the choices haven't really panned out as the players are combining to average only 26 minutes a game and 11 points between them with Moody, Moody going into his second, going actually into his third year, I believe, in the league. Trey Stackton Davis in his third in his second year, um, averaging three point six points. It's just not going to cut it when he was a first round pick. When the Warriors are trying to compete now, um, but enough about the Warriors. And obviously, this um, the whole thing with Draymond Green is kind of loomed over the season, um, which is what we'll get into now. Um, so he has been suspended for at least three weeks. Um, he um, he was suspended three weeks for striking Yusuf Nurkic, the Phoenix Sun Center, in the face. Um, previously this season, he was suspended for five games for putting a chokehold on uh, Minnesota. Timberwolves center Rudy Gobert um, when Gobert I believe went after Clay Thompson first and then Draymond put him in a chokehold and Draymond and that caused all kinds of suspensions. Gobert got a few games. Draymond got five and then he came back. And then just a month later striked use of Nurkic in the face. Um, so he got an indefinite suspension but the league has said it's at least three weeks. Um which is probably around, if it's the minimum three week suspension, then he would miss about 10 to 12 games or so. Um, personally, I think Draymond should be suspended for at least the whole season. Um, again, that's my personal opinion, uh, but this cannot go on. Um, the NBA is not wrestling, it's not, you know, football. You're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to. I mean, you can't hit people in the face in football, but, um, you know, wrestling, the chokehold move is fine. 
but um, yeah, wrestling the chokehold's fine, but but chokeholding, chokeholds have no place in the NBA. Um, five game suspension really, it really didn't do anything for Draymond. Um, he just kind of came back and did what he does again, um, which kind of led to this three game suspension or three week suspension. And I believe a very lengthy punishment isn't. I believe the NBA really needs to set their foot down with Draymond because this this cannot continue. I mean, if you let him come back in three weeks, I mean, you're going to have you could potentially you you could see the NBA just evolving into just absolute physical fights after physical fights, and the NBA doesn't need that kind of publicity. I mean, they they've already had that one time. Um, I think of this like the mouse of the palace of 2005, I believe, um, where it was the Pistons and the Kings, and it eventually spilled over into the stands where the fans were. Fans were arrested, players suspended for the season, some of them indefinite, some of them lifetime by the NBA, um, and I would hate to see that for Draymond. I think at least a year suspension is warranted for this. Um, this just cannot continue. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's kind of um, in depth on the Warriors. As for the NBA as a whole, um, the Celtics, um, yeah, the Celtics are on top of the league still. Uh, there for a while, Orlando was up there, but they've kind of fallen off the past week. Uh, they're now four games back. Um, the Timberwolves are the Timberwolves and Thunder are two surprise teams this year. Uh, I wasn't sure how the Timberwolves would do um, with the whole Gobert and Cat Carl Anthony Town situation not working out last year, uh, but they have really impressed me. 19-5, half game behind Boston for the league lead for the number one seed. Obviously so early, think games can happen, stuff happens. But so far so good for the Timberwolves. I mean, they're, they're only allowing, by the Timberwolves, um, they're only allowing 105 points per game, which is um, leading the league only by... which is tops in the league. Um, Houston is another team that is great on defense this year, 106.1 points per game. Uh, Boston is third. They always have great defense, 108.5 points per game. Um, going on further down, uh, everyone thought Phoenix would be complete world beaters after their trade for Bradley Beal, combining Booker, Beal, and Kevin Durant. Um, hasn't really worked out like they hoped so far. Uh, kind of hovering around that 500 mark, 14 and 12. Um, offense only averaging 115.3 points per game. Um, not that great for a team with one Hall of Fame player, one player on, you know, kind of making his way towards the Hall of Fame case and you know, Bradley Beal, who's, you know, an all-NBA player in his own right. Um, it's not great for them. Um, Denver, the reigning NBA champions, you know, continue to be Denver 17-10. Um, 
what's kind of surprised me about them is that their offense isn't as great as it was um, last year. You know, last year averaging 118, 120 points per game. This year's kind of falling off to 114.7. The reason they are where they are in the standings right now is because of their defense, uh, having only allowed 110.8 points per game, um, which, again, is top five in the league, top top ten at the very most. Uh, yeah, like sixth. Um, going on down to the lower tier teams on the list um, Chicago, Toronto and my Hawks are not doing too great for various reasons I mean Chicago's only averaging 109.9 points per game which is not going to cut an NBA game neither will 112.5 by the Raptors neither of those numbers are ever going to cut in the NBA nowadays uh, but the Hawks are actually averaging 122.4 uh, but the reason they're five games over five, under 500 is that their defense is allowing 122.7. Uh, so they'll score 150 on you, but they'll allow 170. Um, and then the bottom, the very bottom of the league, uh, you see Washington, San Antonio, and Detroit. Um, their defenses are all atrocious. Um, Washington's being the worst of those bottom teams by, by a pretty good margin. Um, 126.2 points allowed from Washington. The next closest is San Antonio, a full four points above that. Um, and, um, yeah, just kind of looking at the standings as a whole, um, Atlanta's two games out of a playoff spot. Um, the Pacers are actually pretty good this year. Uh, they're scoring the most points in the league, 127.4. Tyrese Halliburton is an absolute superstar. I love watching him play. Um, Boston, as I said, leads the Eastern Conference in the league. Um, Milwaukee haven't gotten Giannis re-signed in the offseason without that shadow hanging over them. 19-7. Uh, OKC still top six in the, in the Western Conference, 16 and eight, on the strength of their, you know, the, they're actually pretty balanced. Um, 120.4 points per game, and then 113.6 allowed. Um, the Lake Show, after struggling through the past few seasons, um, albeit kind of doing pretty good in the playoffs last season. Uh, they're top. They're sixth in the West. Um, they've got. They're kind of getting kind of lucky with the one-score games. It seems like uh, their point differential is less than a point, even though they're top six in the West. Um, although Cleveland is negative negative point one diff negative point one. They've allowed. They've scored 111.1 points and allowed 111.2, and yet they're 14 and two, 14 and 12, top six in the East. So, it doesn't matter who you play when you play them. Uh, there's still a lot of season left, and we'll see how the um, week goes in the NBA this week. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, moving on to the NFL. Um, the 
Titans, the Commanders, and the Cardinals were all eliminated um, yesterday, and I believe the Chargers were, if I am not mistaken. Um, no, they have, they have not been eliminated yet, um, but the the Panthers were eliminated. That's right. Um, and then the Jets were eliminated. So the Jets, Patriots, Titans, Commanders, Panthers, and Cardinals have all been eliminated from the playoffs. Um, teams that have clinched are Philadelphia and Dallas in the NFC East. Uh, San Francisco has actually clinched their division uh, with three games to play, so very good. San Francisco. Um, we'll get to them later. Um, and then over in the AFC East, uh, Baltimore is the only team so far that has clinched. Uh, they are 11-3, looking very good right now as well. Um, we have a very, we have a, we'll have a very good matchup this coming weekend. Uh, Baltimore actually travels to Levi Stadium to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'm looking forward to that game. Um, so, uh, I'll say go Niners. Um, I think the Niners won that game. Um, Brock Purdy is, continues to play like an MVP candidate. The Christian McCaffrey trade looks better and better by the week. Uh, Purdy threw four touchdowns. Uh, McCaffrey had three touchdowns. Um, and then I believe this week the Dolphins can clinch a spot in the playoffs um, bar, uh, with some stuff happening. Um, Looks to be the only clinching possibility this week. Um, my Falcons are completely in the tank right now. Um, they just lost to the Panthers 9-7. to um, I have tried to stay on the bandwagon of keeping Smith, Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter. But after that performance that the Falcons just put on, scoring 7 points on the... Panthers, I mean, that's just inexcusable. The Panthers are the worst team in the league. You have to win that game for your playoff lives, and you don't. Um, you're now pretty much a full a full two games behind Tampa for the for the division lead. Um, I don't really see a way you can get back into the playoffs. Um, now I'm just on the lose out. Fire Smith, get a new quarterback. Um... I still think we should keep Fontenot. Um, he's done a lot of good things for Atlanta. Um, drafting Pitts. I mean, I think he'll be better next year. Uh, London looks like a very good wide receiver for the future. Uh, Bijan had a critical fumble, but... I mean, that's just two hands on the ball, kid. You gotta... You got to uh, cover that ball up when you're going into the Lions then like that. Um... But I think he'll be fine. Um, some other games around the league. Um, Miami decimated the Jets um, to eliminate them, uh, thirty to nothing. Um, I had the Miami defense in fantasy this week that got me about twenty points. Um, two two picks, two fumble recoveries, no points allowed. Um, 
If only they could have done that earlier in the season. <laughs> I might actually have a chance in the playoffs this year, but so be it. Um, it is what it, what it is. The Texans officially eliminated the Titans from contention with their overtime win over the Titans. Uh, that the score of that game was nineteen to sixteen. Um, as Kamai Fairburn hits the game-winning field goal. Uh, the Texans win without C.J. Stroud. Um, Devin Singletary car- carried the load, 26 carries, 121 yards. Um, Case Kingdom did all right in Stroud seed, uh, 229, one touchdown, one pick. Um, but the story of that is that just the Texans are better than we thought they'd be. Um, they traded their first round pick to Arizona. Arizona obviously hoping it would be top of the line draft pick, um, a la the Bears in Carolina. Um, obviously that's not happened. The Texans are actually part of a three-team tie for first place in the AFC South. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Cleveland without um, Kevin Savansky is on like his 20th quarterback by now. Uh, Joe Flacco is somehow still has left in the tank. Uh, they actually beat the Brown. They they beat the Bears. Pardon me, uh, 20 to 17, um, on a failed um, hail mary, where the ball was tipped and Darnell Mooney could not come up with the ball. Um, Joe Flacco, 374, two touchdowns, three picks. Uh, the picks are obviously not great, but the Browns' defense held in the fourth quarter, allowing the Browns to come up late with a Dustin Hopkins 34-yard field goal. Um, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks absolutely went off against the Packers. Um, Baker Mayfield, perfect passer rating. First opposing quarterback to do that in Lambeau Field's history. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 381, four touchdowns. Chris Godwin, 10 receptions, 155 yards. Um, Bucks win 34-20. Keep their stranglehold on the NFC South. Keep their playoff chances alive. And Baker Mayfield continues to make his statement to be the Buccaneers QB of the future. Um, and the... Um, in the later stage of games, um, already talked to the 49ers crushing the Cardinals. Already talked to the 49ers. They, they crushed the Cardinals to clinch the division. Uh, Brock Purdy continues to make his MVP case. Two, four, 242 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Christian McCaffrey, 18 carries, 115 yards, one touchdown. Um, but good development of uh, Arizona. Uh, Trey McBride, actually, 10 receptions, 102 yards. Um, he may be their tight end one of the future. Uh, good drafting by them. Um, he looks like an absolute steal in the draft. They got him, I believe, in the second round. Um, he looks to be really good. Um, and in the, uh, one of the other midday games, uh, the Cowboys got demolished by the Bills. Um... This game was pretty much over um, before it started. The the Bills jumped out to a 21 to three halftime lead, and only built on from there. Ultimately, winning the game by 21 points. Uh, James Cook, 25 carries, 179 yards, one touchdown. 
Dak Prescott MVP contender. Um, that might have just went out the window with that performance. 130, only 134 yards passing in one pick. Um, and then in the night game, um, Baltimore goes into Jacksonville and beats them 23 to seven. Uh, Lamar Jackson on the ground, 12 carries, 97 yards. Um, and then passing 171 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence, 264 through the air and one touchdown. He was actually also their leading rusher, uh, four carries, 41 yards. Isaiah Likely um, might just is a very good number two for the Ravens tight end room. Um, five receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Um, they need to throw him the ball more. He seems to be one of their playmakers on offense. And then preview tonight, we got Seahawks and Eagles. Um, Eagles have about a 60% chance to win this game. Uh, but they have been slumping as of late. Um, two straight 20-point blowout losses to the hands of the Niners and Cowboys. Um, one of them was at home. The Niners came with at home, and they got beat by 23 points, and then they were at the Cowboys. Cowboys won by 20 points. Um, I think the Eagles will be fine for this game. Uh, it's at it's in Seattle, which gives me some pause. The 12th man is always hard to play at, uh, but the Eagles are the Eagles are who they are. Um, they're they're still a very good football team. The last two games, you know. You know, you can have a two-game slump. It's not, you know, the end of the world in the NFL. Um, I still think the Eagles are very good. Um, I'm not sure if they are on the level of the Niners. The Niners seem to be on slightly separate level from them. Uh, Seahawks obviously playing for their for their playoff hopes. Um, I mean, they're one of the many six and seven, seven and seven teams in the NFL um, just looking at it yeah there's so many teams grouped up there uh, you've got the number four seed in the NFC through the number 11 team in the NFC all being six and eight or seven and seven uh, so obviously anything can happen um, Seattle really needs this game to keep pace with the wild card and the Eagles need to keep pace with the Niners. Um, obviously trying to keep distance between themselves and Dallas um, is a concern of theirs. Um, and then, so that's, uh, oh yeah, and then obviously the uh, absolute uh, laughing stock that was the Saturday game, um, Raiders and Chargers. Kind of forgot this game was even a thing, to be honest. Um, four days after losing three nothing to the Vikings, um, the Raiders uh, come out on Thursday night or Saturday night or Saturday, sorry, and um, completely just wipe the floor of the Chargers, uh, putting up 42 points in the first half. Um, and then just keep on, just keep on pouring it on, um, ultimately winning 63 to 21. Um, the last touchdown the Raiders scored was actually a one-handed pick by Jack Jones. 
personally, that should be play of the year. That was, I watched that play on TikTok, and that was one of the most disgusting pick sixes I've ever seen in my life. Um, he absolutely jumped that screen pass and picked it off with his backhand. Um, that was completely disgusting. Um, obviously, the story in this game was a O'Connell, um, 248 through the air, four touchdowns. Um, Easton Stick didn't play, you know, pretty horribly until the second half when the game was, you know, it was, it was decided in the first quarter. But second half, Easton Stick really didn't play bad uh, for the game, 257 through the air. Three touchdowns and one pick. Um, I mean, not much you can say in a blowout other than, you know, good job Raiders. You set your franchise scoring record. Uh, but the Broncos are still the only team to allow 70 points in a game this season. But this is one of the first seasons in the NFL where teams have allowed 60-plus points in a game this season. Um Moving on to the NCAA, um, first I want to say there's not much going on in the MLB right now. It's kind of been dead for the past week. Uh, we obviously talked about Shohei and Juan Soto last week. Um, now we're waiting on, to see where Yamamoto goes. Um, he is a he got posted from his team in Japan or Korea. No, it was Japan. Uh, we are waiting to hear back from him. Um, from his camp, he met with the Yankees and the Mets this week, um, this past week. So I assume that we'll hear something um, in the coming days, coming weeks. Um, he'll want to get signed as quick as possible to get acclimated to his new team. Uh, for now, the teams are kind of in a holding pattern. As far as free agency and trades go, trying to see where he goes after that happens, we'll probably have a lot more hostile tough stuff to talk about before spring training begins uh, in, in mid to late March. Um, moving on to the NCAA uh, college football, um, big news um, came out of the Pac-12 last week. Um, Obviously, 10 of the 12 Pac-12 teams are leaving for the Big Ten or the Big 12. Uh, so there was a huge court fight to see who would control the league, those 10 teams or the two remaining ones, Oregon State and Washington State. Um, Oregon State and Washington State ended up winning that, so they control what the league does. Uh, sounds like they are going to try and get a scheduling agreement with the Mountain West um, consisting of teams such as Boise State and Air Force. So good for them. They, they keep their options alive um, in this trying time for them. Um, I hope everything works out for them. Uh, Oregon State seemed to be on the upswing before this entire realignment happened. Uh, so we'll see how that kind of plays out. Other big news, um, LSU's Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, um, skipping the bowl game to, to enter the NFL draft, uh, projected as a, I mean, I would choose him first round. Um, he's projected, I believe, top 10 by, by, by most outlets. 
Um, definitely top 20. Um, and then Carson Beck is um, the Georgia quarterback is um, going to play in the bowl game. He is still undecided about coming back to school for another year. Um, I hope he does. He was a good quarterback. Um, He's a good quarterback for us. I think he needs to take another season to develop. But if he doesn't and the Falcons are sitting there, top eight, top ten, um, they need to take a long, hard look at Carson Beck uh, because he is everything Desmond Ritter isn't uh, while still having that some of that athleticism that Ritter has. Um, he's accurate. He's very smart with the ball. He has good arm. He has good size, which is what NFL teams look at. Um Um, USC um, projected to lose Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams has said that he's going to go. Um, now also they're losing Malachi Nelson, their backup quarterback, uh, ex number one recruit. Uh, he is going to transfer. Uh, we'll see where that takes them. Um, Old Miss added Juice Wells from South Carolina, uh, wide receiver, very good wide receiver at that. Um, Fun little addition for Old Miss and Lane Kiffin. Um, just kind of waiting for some of those big games in the NCAA. Um, they do start soon. Obviously, New Year's Day, we have the playoff, the playoff team playing. And then the New Year's Six starts uh, December 29th. So next week, not a, they, it starts the week at Christmas end of the week at Christmas, um, Missouri, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Penn State, Georgia, Florida State, Liberty, Oregon, um, but the, 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 the fun games don't really start until the 22nd, Georgia, UCF play, uh, you've got James Madison Air Force, which could be interesting, the next, uh, Saturday the 23rd, um, and then, Obviously, Wednesday the 27th, we got Virginia Tech, Tulane, North Carolina, West Virginia, Louisville, USC, which should be a good game. Uh, Direct Davy Holiday Bowl, usually one of the better games. Uh, pretty much a home game for USC. Um, the game is actually played at Petco Park in San Diego, which is <laughs> a baseball stadium, which is kind of funny. Um, Clemson, Kentucky, well, Clemson should win that game by 40. Kentucky's not great this year. Um, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Oregon State, Notre Dame. That should be a pretty fun game. Um, Auburn, Maryland might be fun. Wisconsin, LSU. Um, with Jaden Daniels leaving for the bowl game, I'm not sure how LSU's going to do in that game. And then in the Cheese at Citrus Bowl, we got Iowa, Tennessee. Um, Tennessee should win this game. Um, probably won't take more than 10 points to win it. Uh, <laughs> Iowa's offense is very bad. And then, uh, we're all waiting for Wednesday, the 20th of December. Uh, that is when early signing day is. Uh, Dylan Riola, um, is kind of wavering in his commitment, commitment to Georgia. Um, he committed back in the summer. Uh, no. And then, tr and then actually transferred from, I believe, California to Beaufort High School, which is 
here in which is here in Beaufort, Georgia. Um, they're kind of saying that Nebraska's projected to get him now, um, so we'll kind of see how that plays out. The twentieth, um, Ellis Robinson, another Georgia commit. Um, everybody's watching. Um, if Georgia gets those two players, um, it's going to be very hard for any other team to get the number one recruiting class. Uh, Georgia obviously Georgia has it already. Um, they are currently leading in it, um, and if they are able to keep those two players um, along with most of the other most of the rest of the class, um, it's it's going to be pretty hard for Georgia to get jumped. Um, more news. Um, the SEC slate got released a couple weeks ago. Um, we've actually got some very, we've actually got some really fun games coming up. Uh, they all start week one, Georgia Clemson, but obviously, um, late September, Georgia travels to Tuscaloosa for a rematch with the Tide. And then in October, they act, they do, they, also travel to Texas. Um, Florida also has a very challenging slate. Uh, I believe they played Texas, LSU, Florida State. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got some very fun games for this college realignment. Um, I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, and then with the 12-team playoff next year, um, losses don't matter as much. As long as you have one, only one or two, you'll be fine, or should be most teams um so it is good that we're getting these fun games um i'm excited to see it uh but we but um that's all for me today um this episode went a little bit longer um about 40 minutes um but there was a lot to get into we obviously had a request um and i like to and I would like to um, talk about those requests in, as in-depth as I can. Uh, so obviously we went a little bit longer. Um, drop any requests you have in the Q&A box. Um, I will make sure to shout you out if I, uh, if you want me to. Just put that in the Q&A box as well. Just say, hey, I'm okay with you. Shout me out on your podcast. If not, totally okay. I'll keep you anonymous. Um... Follow me on my uh, Instagram, strikeralex25. Um, but that's it for me for the week. Um, y'all have an amazing week, and we'll talk again next week about this world of sports that we're in. <laughs>